Welcome to another episode of Locked On NBA. I'm Hayes, one of the hosts of Locked On Bulls. No, I'm not Jackson, but I'm filling in for him today. Me and my co-host from Locked On Bulls, Pat. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about Dame and his agent warned by the NBA in regards to their trade request to the Miami Heat. Also, the Lakers have said they're going to be retiring LeBron James' jersey when he does retire and Dr. J's all-time starting uh, top 10 players. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On NBA. I'm Hayes, one of the hosts of Locked On Bulls. That's my co-host, uh, Pat, the designer over there. Uh, Pat, let's go ahead and jump right into it for today. Uh, Dame and his agent have been warned officially by the NBA in regards to their trade request. What do you? It's very rare that we see the NBA actually step in, and I guess because of the length of of how long this has been going on and the severity of it, really having Dame's agent call teams basically warning them against trading for Dame Lillard, even though the the Portland Trailblazers have every right to trade him to whatever team they feel offers them the best deal for Dame. What do you think about the NBA stepping in here? I think it's. I think it's a good thing because of the hard stance that's been taken. Now, we know mm-hmm. that players have had the team that they have wanted as their preferred destination, right? But what Dame Lillard's agent has basically done has gone has been, hey, if you trade for this guy, he won't play there and be happy. Yeah. Which literally is excluding every other team except the Miami Heat from having the best chance at getting Dame Lillard. And I just, not to say that I don't feel that that's fair, because I mean, like, at the end of the day, the Miami Heat were going to have the best chance anyway, but it's the agent basically securing that Dame Lillard is going to be going to the team of his choice no matter what anybody else says that's the part where it's kind of like, okay, you're not making this competitive enough for the Portland Trailblazers. I wouldn't be surprised if the, if the Blazers went to the NBA and asked them to do something on this because at the end of the day, you've taken all the leverage out of this team. There, there's no leverage anymore, right? All yeah. of a sudden, there were all these trade packages of other people that wanted to get in on Dame. There was the OKC when there was all these other packages. And now it's just like, well, it's Miami, Tyler Hero, a pack of bubble gum, uh, Jovic, <laughs> and some picks. <laughs> or yeah. nothing you know what i mean so I, I don't know i i don't know if it matters that much but i do like that they warned the agent on this because we know how the nba goes the second somebody sees this happen and it happened successfully we're gonna see this coming in every single time see- so you mean to tell me that nobody else is going to get fat like James Harden did when he wanted out of the Rockets? This is the, the route that they're going to go instead. No, but so I want to read a quote from Dame's uh, agent. This was back on July 6th. He said, some teams I did call, other teams have called me. It's a respectful relationship with most teams. Truthfully, he wants to play in Miami, period. Now, the uh, memo that was sent out by the NBA uh, to all 30 teams stated this. We advise Goodwill and Lillard that any future comments made privately to teams or publicly suggesting Lillard would not fully perform the services called for under his player contract in the event of trade will subject Lillard to discipline discipline by the NBA. Yeah. Now, I think this I think it's a very straightforward. It's basically just saying, hey, Dame, stop it. We don't want to have to punish you for this, but we will because you are 
negatively impacting a team's ability to be able to go out and negotiate. That's what he's doing. If, it, for example, if it was flip flopped and every and an owner called every other NBA team was like, "Hey, you can't sign this guy. You, you can't sign him. We're never going to trade with you again if you sign him." Or it's like, "Hey, you know, our, our medical staff looked at some of his stuff. You know, you may not want to sign him, so we can resign." Like, if a team was doing this, the punishment would have come real fast to them and i and i think giving this warning to dame and his agent is the right thing to do like it, it, you shouldn't i get it you have your your preferred destination but unfortunately you don't have a no trade clause now here's what devil's is. advocate here's playing the flip side of that have we not okay. seen teams do that have we not seen teams come together on certain players who we all feel right like he, he should still be in the NBA. He's he, he can still play. Like, why is he not in the league? All yeah. of a sudden, nobody wants that guy anymore. Remember, Carmelo Anthony was out of the league for like, what was it, a year and a half, basically, before yeah. he ended up coming back into the league? Like, it was just the most random, like, no, don't sign Carmelo. He doesn't play well with others. And then he got with Dame, and it was like, no, he's one of the best teammates I've ever had. What the heck are you guys talking about? You yeah. know what I mean? So have we not seen teams do that, and the NBA didn't step in in those situations? I mean, that's fair. I don't think it's been as blunt, though, as this situation with Adam Goodwin, but you make an amazing point. Like, I think there's a difference between the whole league blackballing you and a, a, a team specifically just saying, hey, listen, the, I think the matter of fact, I got a flip side of that. Let's do you go. remember when the Minnesota Timberwolves had Brandon Roy and the Portland Trailblazers, which were on the other side of that, had there was like a number of games that Brandon Roy had to play. And they literally were like, oh, no, they said they sent out like something that I can't remember. And that he made they made sure that he played that amount of games. And then he ended up getting more money because of it. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's stuff like that that happens. Man. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a game to all of it. And I think the thing is here you've taken for for the NBA purposes, you've taken the fun out of the game. Right. Like there's. And I don't believe, I, I truly don't believe this. I said, like, we talked about the Bulls possibly being in on the Dame Lillard thing, and, and if they should be, right, even though you hear, you hear that Dame Lillard is would be disgruntled if he came here. I think any team Dame went to, Dame would give his all to that team. Now, whether Dame would resign with that team, whether he would have that's a, a different long, story. finish his career with that team, that's yeah. a different story. But I think that Dame Lillard really is about his business. I think he really is about... I'm going to come in here. I'm going to work my butt off. I'm going to do everything that I can to prove to you that I'm going to give you 100%, just like he did with Portland all these years. I don't think that his personality has just changed because all of a sudden he's finally ready to leave Portland. Yeah. But I do think that there has to be that statement out there, right? The agent's just trying to make sure that Portland basically – because even the agent knows – Miami doesn't have the best package. Not on Locked on NBA. Miami doesn't have the best. <laughs> they don't have the best trade package. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And other teams could offer more. Other teams could offer better. They just could. Yeah. I look yeah, at I'm other packages around the league. That's crazy. Look at other trade <laughs> packages around the league. And I, I like Everybody else who offered something else, I was like, yeah, that's a better that's a better trade package than what you're getting. When when Tyler Hero is the best you're getting, you know you can do better. And so uh, the Blazers general manager has said that he's willing to wait months to a resolution of this. Do you think that they actually do that? Or do you think that 
as it gets closer, training camps are opening, as it gets closer to the start of the season, do they just go ahead and pull the trigger on whatever they feel is the best deal? Uh, do you think this now memo being sent out by the NBA brings other teams back on board to be willing to trade for Dame? Like, what do you? how long do you think it's realistically going to take before we get a resolution to this Dame Lillard situation? Here's the thing. I said that this could go into the season because at the end of the day, Portland doesn't have to do anything. Yeah, this is true. Well, what are you going to You're going to sit out? No. I don't want to be a part of a rebuild. Okay, we're trying to accommodate that, but we're not just going to give you away. Yeah. Like that. And so for me, I said that this could go into the season because think about this realistically. You got Scoot. You got Shaden, who we all thought was going to take that next step anyway. And you still yeah. got Anthony. Yeah. Those are three young pieces that you feel are going to move you in the right direction moving forward. You're adding Jeremy Grant back into that. Got to figure out that center situation because Nurkic ain't it. I see that they're trying to include him in the trade to Miami as well. They're like, listen, if you take Dame, can we throw in a heavily used Nurkic? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, heavily used Nurkic. Um, yeah. They still got uh, Matisse Thibel they re-signed as well there. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, they, dra they also drafted Chris Murray. Like, they got players. They got a nice young squad down there that they can build and develop over time. And I don't so. think that they're in a rush to do anything because the team that they want to be built, Tyler Hero doesn't, oh, my God, add to that. Yeah. Like, it's not like I'm sitting here, like, waiting, like, oh, Tyler Hero's here. Now we're going for a championship. Like, yeah. getting Tyler Hero in, is like, oh, we got a really nice shooter and a, and a really nice score that we can add to the nice players that we already have already. Yeah, that's a fact. And, I mean, uh, Jovic uh, could be another player that you add to the nice young core who, uh, you know, has some upside as well. But I, I, heard I, the, I, I heard the one piece Miami doesn't want to move on from is Jaime Hawkins. Really? Because now they keep up in the deal. Portland does keep up in the deal, yeah. by the way. I'm not going mean, to lie to you. They do they keep should. up in the deal. But they they, I've heard that Jaime Hawkins is where we're drawing the line right now. Jaime Hawkins looks like he's an extra in Pirates of the Caribbean. Jaime Hawkins is where we're drawing the line right now? <laughs> I mean, listen, you got to still have some depth there, so maybe that's what they're looking at. But I think that if, if Dame is eventually traded to the Miami Heat, and especially if there's enough time where you get it done, and that's why the Miami Heat probably do want to get this done before the start of the season, because all the remaining free agents, you're looking at Christian Wood, you're looking at Kelly Oubre Jr., they probably all be willing to take that minimum deals to come play for the Miami Heat at that point in time. Oh, yeah. That's the main difference, too. Like, that's what yeah. – one thing that we talked about uh, over on the breeze is, like, when you're, when you're sitting there in Miami, like, think about what LeBron did. Like, old vets were just like, we'll come play wherever you want us to play because yeah. it's Miami. Like, yeah. It's not like I'm having a bad time down there, even if we're just okay. You know what I mean? And yeah. now, oh, it's Miami with Dane? Yeah, I'll see you there. Yeah, exactly. So we we'll end up seeing if there, there's a resolution to that uh, situation sooner rather than later. Next up, we're going to be talking about uh, Jeannie Buss saying that the Lakers will be retiring LeBron James' number when he does hang it up. But before we get into that, got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets win or lose that's 200 you can spend uh betting on everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run all in one app that's safe secure and super easy to use plus when you win you can get paid instantly there's no better place to bet on mlb than fanduel america's number one sports book so sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to 200 in bonus bets that's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel official partner of major league baseball
All right, Pat. Uh, so next up, going to be talking about this LeBron situation. What do you think about the Lakers retiring LeBron? So are we basically saying that 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 title that LeBron got the Lakers and AD, I didn't want to make it seem like LeBron just got it themselves. That's enough to get your jersey retired by mo- one of the most storied franchises in history of sports, <sighs> not just the NBA. That's what we're saying here. One title. I mean, listen, right. I think we also have to think about the fact it's what one, two, he's been there five years now. He Dang broke it. the Lakers. LeBron's been with the Lakers for five years. LeBron's now. Been with the Lakers five years. He'll That's be going crazy. on his sixth year this season. It's not like, it's like he got there last season, right? Like I, yeah. I keep seeing that where like, they're like, why would he, they retire his number? Like LeBron has played for the Lakers longer than he played for the heat. That's a great way to put it. And I'm pretty sure he's getting his number retired by the heat. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the so, Heat retired Jordan's number, so yeah, I mean, high he's probably getting his number retired. Yeah. So, I, I'm not against it. Has he lived up to what it was supposed to be there in LA, especially with that team with AD? Absolutely not. Has he been stellar out there? I mean, you tell me, right? We're talking about uh, 27 and 27, eight and eight, 25, seven and ten, 25, seven and seven. 38 and six. That was uh, in 2021, by the way. And then 28, eight and six. By the way, he's 37. And he did break the all time scoring record in the Lakers jersey. In the Lakers jersey. So I'm not as upset as some people are by this. I think hardcore Lakers fans might not like it, but it's not like he's played a small amount of time there. Like he's been there for a while. He's a Laker. He is he is ingrained in Lakers history with a championship, a scoring record, and uh, what two Western Conference finals, three Western Conference finals, three I believe since he's been there. So the question I'm going to throw to you is this: Are they retiring number six? Or he's changing back to number twenty three this season? Are they six. retiring number twenty three? They're probably retiring six. I, okay. I would doubt you're going to retire twenty three. If you're going to retire twenty three. You're not attributing Lakers Bron to 23 unless he plays another. Listen, I don't know when LeBron's going to retire. Maybe he plays another six years there and he wears 23 the entire time. Um, but remember, LeBron wanted to change to 23 last year. The NBA wouldn't let him. Yeah. He wanted to change to 23 last year because Bill Russell ended up passing away, wanted to, you know, not be wearing uh, Bill's number and um you know want to pay respect and all of that and the nba said we got these jerseys printed already you're wearing six <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it said there hey did the did we get the jerseys printed they're already in the stores yeah lebron no we're gonna have to tell hey, you bro no that's right literally all we'll it start, was we'll start bro, working on it like... for next season for you though but this season is a no-go it was that's literally all it was, bro. It was just like it was like, hey, bro, like, come on, you you can't, you can't. But it was, and in fairness to the NBA, though, he tried to do like I think Bill Russell passed right before the season started, right, like maybe a month yeah. before the season started, and LeBron wanted to do it then. So the jerseys are in the stores already. Like I couldn't, I couldn't be super mad, but in my mind, I was like, who's not gonna buy the LeBron six? Now that it's out, you probably could have made more money, and now you're selling the 23 on top of it. I don't know. It's just me. But anyway, uh, no, I just, I'm not, it feels weird to say because usually the guys who got their numbers retired by teams played there for most of their career. Yeah. You think about the Michael Jordans with the Bulls, the Scottie Pippins, the, uh, uh, um, 
the Jerry Sloan's even right. Like he was, he was the first bull. Um, you, you think about Kobe with the Lakers, you think about Shaq with the Lakers, you think, right? Like they're guys that spent 10 or, or well, Kobe, I mean, 20 years, all his whole career, right in that Lakers Jersey. So I'm not going to say I don't get why people are pushing back on it, but it's also not because, it, you can't say it's because LeBron hasn't been a major part of Lakers history. He has. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, once we started going over the accolades, like, yeah, winning a title there um, and, and, and breaking the scoring record there, all that happening in the Lakers uniform on a Lakers court as well. When he broke the scoring record, if I'm yep. not mistaken. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it all makes sense. It just, it does seem like, and it, it just, it, it feels LeBron has played so long, right? And you always look at like, okay, what is his, what is his overall like? When you think back at it, what era are you going to think of, or what team are you going to associate with LeBron? And really, it's all of them. Like you can't really separate any of it. Like the first run in in, in Cleveland, the run in Miami, the second run in Cleveland. Now with the Lakers, like he's done enough at every single step of the way that it's like you can't deny what LeBron is. And, you know, I, you know, I will have the goat conversation for the rest of life until whenever, like, I'm not really worried about that, but LeBron is one of the greatest to ever do it. And he yeah. did it, did part of that. And big part of his story, maybe the closing chapter, as we'll see what happens with Bronny may be also in a Lakers uniform. So, yeah. And, and that's, that's the main thing. So for me, yes, retire LeBron's number. No, it should. Now I don't know if it's, it, it's I don't know if it should be quick. Should we do it? Is it a quick thing? That's the real question. Like, is this a right after Bron retires? There's just a mass retiring of his number across the NBA. Also won an MVP in the Lakers uniform, too. Almost won forgot MVP his last Lakers MVP uniform. was with the Lakers. So you got to. You've got to. And and it's not a it's not a slight to the Lakers history. If anything, it's a credit to it. That the, the arguably the second greatest player of all time wanted to come to your team to do what he's done in a Lakers uniform. And he's accomplished that. And so for me, I think that, you know, if, if you have any gripes about this, if you're upset about this, what are you really upset at? That it didn't yeah. all work out every season that the way you thought it was supposed to work out. I hate to tell you this, but that's basketball. Kobe didn't win every season either. Yeah, that's it. It's a great point. So, you know, LeBron's legacy is is, is untouchable and uh, what he's done for the game of basketball. And he deserves to have his number retired regardless by any. I don't think anybody's going to really argue why they're doing it. Just, you know, a little bit of a question there. Um, but before we go, we got one last topic to get into. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys that Locked On NBA is free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app. But, Pat, last topic for today before we get out of here. Uh, Dr. J, his top 10 all-time was named. And uh, i tell you what, I've seen a lot of top 10 lists, some that I've had more issue with than not. We're going to go ahead and name it now. So, uh, in no particular order, Jerry West, Oscar Robinson, Elgin Baylor, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Michael Jordan, Kareem, Magic, Karl Malone, and Tiny Archibald. How do you feel about Dr. J's top 10 players of all time it's the players that he saw and he played against yeah it, you know what i mean like what and he's seeing them in a different light than what you're seeing on video that's the part that i think that people kind of miss out on that's the part that i think people kind of 
you know, shy away from. And, and you know, I saw Trey Young with the this has got to be fake tweet, right? He kind of goes yeah. at Dr. J, you know, when you're talking about it. But, I mean, at the base of it, when you think about it, even that, here's the part where I have issue with people. Your favorite player's favorite player is usually these guys. Yeah. And everybody will come out and they'll be like, this is crazy. Of course, LeBron is better, blah, blah, blah. You have to put this guy on the list. You have to. Now, I will say LeBron not being on the list is crazy. Well, he had an explanation that. So he asked why uh, uh, LeBron James and Steph Curry for, specifically were left off his list. And he said, neither player has finished their career yet. Parts of their story still being unwritten. And Irvin needs more time to see the full body of work before making any declaration. Which, yeah, no. I can't get with that. Like you've seen the, what LeBron has already accomplished in this. Like, is there going to be anything that LeBron does the last four or five years of his career? That's crazy. If he even plays along, because we're talking about him playing into his forties, but like, is there anything that he has that he could do? That's like, okay, does it drastically change your opinion of LeBron at that point? Like, no, it's crazy. because at this point, everything, this is going back to the second topic, right? Everything that he's doing, right now is just icing on the cake. It's just like, what the heck are we watching right now? Yeah. And making it to that Western Conference Finals and going as hard as he did. What are we watching right now? It's 37 yeah. years. You're supposed to be taking a seat and icing your knees, brother. <laughs> like, he's supposed to be on the end of a bench looking back on what his career was. Remember Chuck in Houston? That's supposed to be LeBron right now. But That's it's not. Crazy. But yeah. it's not. And so I, I disagree with Dr. J on that. I'm not going to lie to you. But outside of that, I don't really see an issue with Dr. J's list because, I mean, like, listen, you look at every every player, maybe the newer ones that are coming in now, the younger guys, right? Like, they're going to be more on the LeBron train, Kobe, of course, some of the some of the guys from the early 2000s and things like that. But when you think about LeBron James, guess who LeBron James' favorite player was? Michael Jordan. Yeah. He said it multiple times. Your favorite player's favorite player were really good. Michael Jordan's favorite player was Dr. J. Everybody's getting it from somewhere. That sounds crazy. Anyway, everybody is, it, it, they're taking pieces of everything from everybody else. And so I don't think it's disrespect. And you also have to take into account, to me, when you look at Dr. J and, and this list, like, he had to guard these guys. A lot of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He had Listen. to guard Michael. I don't know if he guarded Kareem. He might have guarded Kareem. They might have put him on Kareem a couple of times. Definitely guarded Magic. Pff, definitely guarded Carl. I don't know if he guarded Tiny. Probably not guarded Tiny. He guarded everybody on his list except Jerry West. I don't think he did guarded. He, Jerry did he? What do you? He wouldn't have. I don't think he would have overlapped with Jerry West. What year did MJ come into the league? Oh, Dr. J was still playing. Dr. J, Dr. Was, still J playing. was still playing. Dr. J was still playing with Chuck. They made Dr. it to an Eastern Conference Finals with Charles Barkley. Dr. J retired in 87. Did he? Yeah. His last season was the 86-87 season. I thought Dr. J played with... Mm, yeah, eighty seven is his last year. Huh? Eighty seven, eighty six, eighty seven was his last year, bro. I was, I was, I was, thought, I'm like, I, I, I thought you maybe oh, it was just Moses on that team then. Yeah, yeah, it so, was just Moses Malone on that team then. I mean, so they're still good. Eighty, uh, Mike came into the league in eighty. 
84, 85. So he did play with MJ a little bit. So yeah, got I, mean, I knew I wasn't tweaking. I'm like, hold on yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. J might not have been guarding him at that point. He wasn't guarding him. Like he might not have been guarding him. But, but it, it's just yeah. one of those things to me where, like, when you look at those old school lists, you also have to take into account what people saw of these guys is not what you see on the videotapes. Yeah, yeah, it's different, right? Uh, it, it, uh, NBA televised was on tape delay still then, which is still crazy, bro. Like, <laughs> Like, we are really aren't that far removed from when games were on tape delay. That's crazy. It's a young league, man. And that's why the, even the GOAT conversation, all the conversations we can have, the top 10 conversations, we still have all these guys. That's why Bill Russell hurts so much. That's why Kobe hurts so much. Yeah. We still have most of our legends. Yeah. Dr. Yeah, J's one of the greatest NBA players of all time. He's still making lists. Yeah, that, that's one thing that is different between, like, the NFL and now. Like, so many of the NFL legends are are gone. We have most of the greats, the pillars of the NBA, most of them are still around. That is, to your point, when we lost Kobe, that's why it was such a major thing because he had so much left ahead of him to be a, a steward of the game, right? Oh, and yeah. so we, we have these guys. Like, some of them we see less than others, right? Like, I can't remember the last time we seen Nate Archibald pop up anywhere, but he's still around and kicking. So, like... You you see these guys did pop he up. Just do a. Uh, I feel like he just did an uh, interview. He probably did, uh, but you still see it, right? You still see Kareem pop up, and he's able to be there when LeBron breaks the record and things like that. Like we're able to still have those passing over the torch moments to yeah. people who are pillars of this game, just becoming what it is. And so, you know, having that, it, it's it, it's good to be able to get this list. I know people are going to tear it apart, especially the younger crowd, things like that. But like, let, let's just take in a minute to realize how amazing it is that we still have our legends around to give lists like this to stir up conversations like we're having now. And, I mean, like, everybody on his list is, is still an all-time great. Yeah. Jerry sure. Westerman is still a top-five shooting guard all-time. Oh, for sure. I mean, listen, and we just got a quote from him, right? Everybody says they got that dog in him. He's a wolf. I eat dogs. Like, like the fact that we still are getting quotes like that from hey, hey, the listen, logo, hey, listen, hey, literally listen. the logo. That's crazy, man. I did love that quote, but I was like, yeah, Boston must have had a, a pack of wolves then because you was losing a lot. <laughs> I was like, listen, hey, you was killing people. I'm not going to lie. Jerry West got the coldest quote of all time because he would take three-point range shots and they there was no three-point line yet. So yeah. it must have been like, why are you shooting out there? You'd be like, ain't nobody out there. Like, like <laughs> it's one of the greatest quotes I've ever heard in my life. But, you know, it's just, it, you look at guys like the Big O, you look like Big O, you think about Big O, we're yeah. really just now, when Russell Westbrook broke his record was really the point where we were kind of like, okay, maybe we need to move him down a little bit. Will Chamberlain, nobody's talking about moving him down. Yeah. I don't believe he put up a hundred. I swear I don't. But nobody's talking about him putting <laughs> moving him down on the list. Bill Russell, we already know what he is a go to the game. So it, it's even in lists like this, you still see so much. I mean, even if you don't think that these guys are the top ten of all time, yeah, you're still talking about the top seventy five players of all time, a hundred players of all time with most of these guys. So. I don't know, man. I, I I don't hate Dr. J's list. I do hate no Steph, no, no, no Bron. No Steph. No Bron for sure. No Steph. Steph got to stop getting slighted. No Kobe either. 
Uh... I'm just, it just it's glaring. No Kobe on that list either. That's that, and his story is written. It's so it's a little, little, little odd. I think that's probably the, the biggest glaring one. We're getting towards the end here. I'm starting to hate this list a little bit more. No, <laughs> see, see, see. Yeah, there you go. You didn't realize no Kobe Bean Bryant on that list, but uh. We want to thank you guys for tuning in, man, and being a part and, and checking out Locked On NBA. Pat, go ahead and tell the people where they can follow you at. Hey, man, you can follow uh, both of us at Locked On Bulls. You can follow everything from Locked On NBA here on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. You can follow me at Pat the Designer. Absolutely. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H A I Z E. And thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Peace, y'all. Peace.